Ever wondered why a business that you've seen grow seems to go from strength to strength, get all the good clients and attract all the good tradespeople when others just seem to go from day to day without much improvement? Tune into today's podcast where we talk through the secret source that ultra successful business owners understand and put into action. And a hint, this secret starts with C and it's all about team. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy, and don't forget to follow. Howdy team, TFJ uh, in the host seat of the Profitable Tradie Podcast, here with my old mate Phil Smith, who's uh, sniggering quietly in the background there, mate, what's going on? Oh, dude, so whenever the intro, guys, just so you know, when you're not here in the studio, whenever the intro music is playing, it's usually Tony making snide comments, little jokes, pulling faces. It's been a basically a bit of a it's dick. Basically, trying to throw me off. I don't know what it, I don't know what this is, man. Mate, uh, I've got a small mind. Small things amuse me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got a lot of small things that can amuse you. So, wow, well, right. yeah. Apparently, happy days. <laughs> Appreciate that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> who needs uh, what? Who needs enemies with friends like you? That's right. That's right. Keep you honest, mate. Keep That's you right. honest. What are we talking about, Chief? Mate, we're talking about company culture. So Keith Cunningham wrote a great book called The Road Less Stupid, uh, and it had a bunch of a uh, bunch a bunch of amazing business lessons. Uh, and honestly, one of the best ones is that culture eats strategy for breakfast. So businesses with a strong culture, they just perform better. Uh, so we're going to dive into what is culture because people often don't understand that and we'll talk about what makes a good culture and a bad one uh, and how you can build your culture to be a really high performing one. So it should be a good topic. Love that book. Uh, the Road Less Stupid, if you have not read it or you know, get it on Audible, it's amazing. Uh, talks kind of slowly. Yeah, put it on 1.5 speed yep. because uh, good old Keith, he's a knowledge, you know, fountain of knowledge um, with a very slow talking yeah, uh, style. Absolute so, gold. But absolute it's, gold. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Yep. So culture eats strategy for breakfast. Uh, culture is the special C word that is the secret source. That's uh, right. 100% for sure. And we see this uh, all the time. It's the thing that makes the difference between like the also rands and the people who just crush it in business. Totally. So totally. I'm really excited about this today. Uh, you know, this will be um, uh, new for a lot of people and maybe for some of you have heard it before, but you may not quite understand just how deep this runs. Yeah, totally. And I think where I want to start with this is honestly, like a lot of the time when we get asked, it's like, how do I make a good culture? And I think the point I want to make in the story I want to tell um, is to outline the fact that it's like there's no actual set blueprint for this is the good culture. Like a good culture is your culture. Um, so it must be specific to the team and it's got to work for the environment and the players you know, in your team or the team members. So it's, it's actually quite different per business, but there are some guiding principles that really make it stick. And so you know, an example of this is you look at the New England Patriots. So NFL team, um, amazing track record of success. Um, and they've had a lot of really, really great seasons and great wins. And um, you know, particularly when they're under the, uh, Bill Belichick as a coach, um, and you know, obviously had some great players, but one big thing is that obviously in the draft, when you're winning, you tend to get the last pick the next year in the draft. So the players that you're able to bring on, you don't get the first first choice of the best players, really. Um, but one interesting thing is that they had a real culture of of performance and accountability. Like they used to talk about uh, having to eat their humble pie on a, on a Monday. Um, because basically they'd come from the weekend's game and it didn't matter how badly you thrashed the other team, you'd get your humble pie from Bill. We'd bring you back down to earth, let you know everything that went wrong. I don't care how 
how awesome you guys are. There's stuff we're going to improve on because that's what we're all about here at the Patriots. We're about greatness. We're about accountability. And we're going to work on stuff even if we put 40 points on the opposition over the weekend. And so the fact is that was their culture. That was what they stood for. It's their mantra, their belief. Um, and as a result, it didn't matter what pick in the draft you had or who you brought on. They became superstars. Like anyone who went to the Patriots, it was just like a talent factory. Yeah, like everyone's turning out and they're great. They're awesome. Um, you know, they, they're getting players like Randy Moss. Everyone says Randy Moss is over. He's done. He's, he's crap now. They get Randy Moss and hey, Randy Moss is back to greatness. He's the man again, you know. Um, and so I think a big thing with this is it's that Patriots culture that, that churns that out. 100%. Um, so on the other hand... On the other hand, yeah. so uh, in little old New Zealand, uh, which is where we're recording today, uh, we have a team called the New Zealand Warriors, and this is a, a rugby league team. And unfortunately, they are the definition of losers. They lose all the time, and they lose from positions where no one else could lose from. They're amazing at snatching defeat from, from the, the jaws, jaws of, of victory. victory. Uh, so if you're in uh, New Zealand or, or Oz, you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah, and uh, I'm sorry if we're offending some. I know we've got some diehard Warriors fans here. But uh, what happens is great players come to the Warriors and all of a sudden they become average. That's right. And uh, average players leave the Warriors and go to other teams uh, and suddenly become great players. That's right. And it's, um, it's not really the player, it's the culture. It's the environment yep. within which they're operating. Yeah. Uh, and that makes all the difference. And the same applies uh, in your business. And that's what we really want to dig into uh, today. Yeah, that's right. And I think the big thing here is that often we'll hear, oh man, the Warriors, they've just got no culture. Or, you know, like, oh, my business, we have no culture. That's untrue. There's always a culture. That's like saying there's no environment, right? Like, I mean, like, really, a culture is an environment. Uh, and in this case, like, you know, you can't say there's no environment. You can't be outside of the environment. You're, you're always in an environment. Um, so you have a culture. And the Warriors, for example, they have a culture. It's, it's just, just a, it's just a culture, culture that doesn't help. Yeah, it's a culture uh, that does not win. That's right. So I think it's all about figuring out what your culture is and then um, and then setting that up for best success. Yeah, 100%. So if you if you don't have a great culture or a high-performance culture, because you do have a culture, but you don't have a high-performance culture, you're going to find uh, low productivity uh, with your team. You'll probably find there's lots of quality issues, uh, lots of I uh, don't really cares and you know callbacks, rework, and, and issues with jobs. Uh, often you have an unhappy team. A team that's not winning is very seldom happy. Uh, you'll have higher higher staff turnover, you know, problems with retention if it's not a strong performance culture. You'll probably have difficulty hiring people as well, new people, because uh, strong cultures, high-performance cultures attract winners, and word gets around. And that's right. you know, referrals for hiring are massive. If you've got a good team and they see their friends or they get talked about, people want to come and join you, but if it's not like that, the reverse happens. So, yep. uh, and at the end of the day, it's going to lead to lower profitability, less cash flow, you know, more lifestyle stress for you, more stress and strain. It's uh, it's that important. It's pretty insidious if uh, if you got this wrong. It has a lot of negative effects. I mean, it really is the backbone of, of everything in your business. Culture eats strategy for breakfast. That's right. That's right. And on the other hand, we can have a great culture, and then what? Well, I think get much higher productivity. Uh, much better quality performance. People care. They don't let set things slip through. So less rework, less callbacks. A motivated and happy team. Like a team that's winning is happy. Yeah. Uh, and this is the thing that people, the research uh, is really clear on this. Uh, and I studied this at university like 20 years ago. Actually more, <laughs> like 25 years ago. Be honest, mate. 40 it's a, years ago. Yeah, it's, nah, no, that's not true. <laughs> it's about 25 years and some. Uh, the research is clear. When you make people productive, they are happy. 
Yeah. Just making them happy doesn't make them productive. That's right. Uh, it's super important. So a culture of winning builds, you know, happy, motivated people. That's right. Simple as that. Same yeah. as a, a sports team that's winning is happy. Yeah. For the most part. Mm. If they're losing all the time, really hard for them to be happy. That's right. I mean, like, and honestly, you really do see it. Like, people get used to losing and like, hey, I don't want to offend anybody here. I've played a, a lot of rugby. And if any of my old teammates are listening, uh, you'll understand this. But, you know, if you look at an inverse situation here, there's one club I played for um, up in Auckland. And again, I'm not going to name, I'll say it, but it was Ponsonby. And when we played for Ponsonby, like, it's like the culture was, we didn't know how to lose. It wasn't a thing. You don't, you just don't lose. Uh, and you could be down by 40 points. Uh, and someone shouts out, no easy ponies. Yeah. Um, 10 minutes to go and somehow you just score 40 points in 10 minutes and you win the game. It was like, it was like we all knew it was going to happen. We you know we knew how to dig deep. We knew how to win. Played for another couple of clubs in Auckland and I'm not going to name names but there was one in particular I played for. Um, where honestly, we didn't, know how to, we didn't know how to win. You could be the team that's up by 40 points um, but because you didn't have that culture of winning, we weren't used to it. And so what had happened is I'm running around and I'm used to playing for ponies. I'm like, we're up by 40 points. We'll probably put on another 40 uh, and we're running around and you can just see the guys all wondering when it's going to fall apart because that's what they used to. It's the environment that was there and we'd just choke and you'd lose the 40 points in 10 minutes and somehow snatch defeat from, from the, the jaws, jaws of, victory. of victory. But it's all about that culture, that environment. That, you know, you got to learn to be a winner. And, and also with a, with a strong performance culture, you get good retention. It's much easier to hire people, happy clients, and it's, it makes more profit and cash for you as a business owner. It's just, um, just the way it rolls. Yeah, that's right. So, look, how do we do this? I think we start with what is culture. What is culture? So culture is, uh, effectively, if you think about culture, it's the way we do things around here. Yeah. So it's the shared values, the beliefs that drive the behavior of the team. So uh, the best way that I like to describe culture is if we took the last three months of behavior in our business and added that up, that would be our company culture. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think about what was because culture can change, right? Yep. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of sports teams have this. You know, you go through a good dynasty; it's awesome for a while, and then it sucks for a while, right? Yeah. Um, I think the All Blacks are on on the on way. That, that's the right. <laughs> um, so, so it's the it's like the sum of the behaviors. That's how you can see the culture. Uh, and I want to talk through some examples here because I, I reckon this is what really helps me get to grips with it. You know, let's say you've got a really experienced guy who tells the apprentice that they need to go and get a clean uniform. Mm. You know, the apprentice turns up and they're looking shabby. That's strong performance-based culture. Like that's, you know, the team is actually enforcing the the, the rules, the behavior, the standards that you want. Yeah. So that's good culture. Versus let's say you've got an experienced guy who tells a new tradesperson, oh, boss doesn't mind if we grab a bit of pipe or cable from the van to do a home job. Yeah. That's bad culture. Like that's, you know, that's rubbish. Mm. Uh, it might be, you know, hey, we always put dust covers on when we go into uh, into a home. Yeah. Or, you know, it might be the the experienced guy saying, hey, man, it's okay if we, if we knock off 20 minutes early. Uh, we'll just tell the boss we finished on time. That's like bad culture. Yeah. So it's the, it's the way people actually behave is what your culture is about. And I think the big thing here is that it's easy to pick on specific behaviours like we've been doing now, but it's not actually the behaviour. It's the decision-making process behind the behaviour, which stems from the values you collectively hold. So the thing is, is like, you know, I mean, even here at PT, there are days when we knock off early, right? Yeah, but it's not because, oh, you know, let's just see where we can get some time back. That's not what it's about. It's, holy hell, we have crushed it this week. Like, look at these results. Amazing. This is great, blah, blah, blah. I reckon let's go down to the pub and celebrate, you know? And I'm not saying we all 
going down there just to drink, but it's like, let's go down there and have a good time and, and spend some time as a team and, and spend the time that way. We deserve it. We've earned it. Like, you know, because we're results driven. So it's the decision making process. Whereas on the other hand, if it was, hey, it's 3 p.m., it's Friday, Tony's gone home. Let's, um, no one will know if we just go down to the pub now. It's the same action, but it's the decision making process behind it, which is culture. So yep. I think that's so all the, we're talking the, the about. values and the beliefs are what the culture is about, and the way you can observe it is through you know the way people uh, behave, and you, you put those two things together is, is how you figure out the culture. And yep. this is something that you touched on earlier, for which I think is massively important to understand. Everyone has a culture, mm. but not all cultures are by, by design. Some are by default. Yep. So maybe your culture is just by default, mm. uh, and you will be driving culture. It'll be you know you'll be pushing a culture, but it may not be the one that you want if it's not by design. And you can make a choice. You know, you can either do it by default uh, or by design. Now, by default might feel easier because you don't have to do much. You just do what you're doing. Yeah. But the costs long-term could be pretty high if it's not where you want it to be. Yeah, may take a bit more effort to do it by design, but the results down the line are going to be much better. And that's that's kind of a, a, a thing with everything in life. You know, doing nothing and being reactive may feel easier in the short term, but being proactive and really planning for the future can feel harder, but it's that's what the winners do. And at least you have control of the outcome. That's right, and that's what the, the super successful businesses, that's the secret source. They understand culture, they're intentional about it, and they create it by design. 100%. So if we're looking at building that actively and designing this, I think it comes back to a few core things. Um, and I suppose the first one for me is values, like hands down, and obviously topic for another day about how to create these, but they must be shared. You can't enforce your values on other people that easily. It's got to be values that we share as a team. This is what we're all about. And um, for anyone here, if you're thinking, man, oh yeah, I've got core values, um, I'd challenge you on something here. If I went up to any of your staff and asked them, hey, what are the core values? Could they recite them word for word? Now, if the answer is no, then you don't have core values. You wrote them down one time. And I hope you understand the difference. Um, core values should be everyone knows them because we actually live this. This is what we're all about. Or otherwise they won't be able to use those in their decision-making processes, which, like we said, I mean, that's really the whole thing. Yeah, and... and uh our business at Profitable Trading is completely based on values. We have five values, world class. If I miss any out, mate, uh, you can clip <laughs> me around the ears. You know, results uh, driven, learning, um, great experiences and honesty and integrity. That's what it's yep. all about. And so we're often hiring people. And as we go through the hiring process, at every stage of the interview, we talk about the values with the person. That's right. And, and it I think starts there. On top of that is like if you went up to any of the staff and said, hey, tell me what learning means in our environment, they'd be able to say they would, they'd be able to say it and they'd say exactly, like almost word for word, everyone would say the same thing because they hear us talk about it that often you know, and we, and we ref reference this all the time. It's literally, we live it. It's, it's the way we act. It's how we make decisions. So that's that's what it means to really have values. It's it's actually the way you do everything. It's and not just yeah. a bunch of words on a and page. The, 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 uh, the businesses, you know, like our, our, our boardroom program, we have a program for our top businesses. It's about 30 odd businesses in there. Uh, and these are big multi-million dollar businesses, they're all about values. They drive values because that helps people to understand what the culture is and it builds the culture. That's and right. they get people in actively involved in, in sharing the values and actually even creating them at the start, but mm. they're not something that just sits on the wall or in a, door, uh, in a, in a drawer, mm. which people don't see. They're really active. So values are like kind of how you define the culture. 100%. And I think a great culture, you know, you can, it's possible that you have a great culture without having defined your values, but you won't be able to put your finger on why. So you'll be like, man, everything's great, but you know, as for why, I don't know. I guess I just have a great team. 
Like anyone ever thought that? Like I guess I just have a great team. It's awesome having a great team. I'm like, cool, but you can't replicate that. Eventually you'll lose a staff member or two or you bring some new people on and you won't know how to actually make this keep happening. Um, and so that's the whole thing is if you haven't divide, defined those values, then you haven't actually defined the glue that keeps everything together. Yeah, and so it's, it's a little harder to be active uh, uh, and do it by design. That's right. Yeah. Next thing is rules of the game. So that's actually outlining the way we operate here. So values are quite like concepts and rules of the game are some specifics around, might be anything from, you know, this is how we dress and this is how we turn up to our jobs and this is the way we clean up and this is the way we put our leave applications in and this is the way we fill our job cards in and this is the way we, you know, call in when we're unwell. So we just outline how things are expected to be done. Yeah. Because if they're written down and on paper, it's way easier. People are really clear on on what, you know, the behaviours are that the, that the values and the culture require. Well, I look at it like guardrails, right? Um, so for me, rules of the game or rules are like standards. It's this is what we do. And values are um, standards in terms of this is how we are or yep. what we're about. And if you look at these each like a guardrail, pretend they're on a, on a bridge, all right? So each one is on one side. Um, you think about driving across a bridge. So imagine you're in the country, you're driving across a small bridge over a stream. Uh, let's say it's quite a, a narrow bridge. Now, if that bridge, it's actually been studied, and I'm sure you can relate, but if that bridge has no guardrails, you tend to drive quite slowly across it. You know, you might be speeding along the open road, you know, sort of 100 kilometres an hour. You get up to the bridge, you slow right down. There's no guardrails, and you've got to go across quite slowly and tentatively, and then you can speed up on the other side. Now, that same bridge, if it has nice, strong guardrails, people tend to not even slow down. They just gun straight across They're the bridge. Gun it at 60 miles yep. an hour, and where they go. Same width. The bridge is the same width. But the whole thing is having those guardrails gives people the peace of mind to be able to play full out. And if I've got the guardrails of rules of the game, this is what we do and how we do it, and then, oh, this is what we do, and then you've got the values on the other side, this is how we do it, this is how we conduct ourselves, it gives me the freedom to actually express myself more um, and to go harder, to work faster, to you know play more confidently because I know I'm within the guardrails. Yeah, that's, that's a killer analogy, man. I like that. Yeah, I actually stole it from someone else. Did you? Yeah. Nothing like uh, good steel. Yeah, I just actually can't remember who, which is why I never quoted yeah, it. Yeah, so, that's right, sorry yeah. to whoever I so, stole that from. Sorry to whomever I got that from. Uh, it might have actually been a parenting book, so Ooh, I like just, that. Uh, got to remember back to that. Yeah, but. yeah, good stuff. So, yeah, we've got to you know, actively define what it is. That's the first thing. Values, rules of the game. Some people call that code of conduct is sort of same sort of thing, which is, which is amazing. And then the next thing is your leadership. Yeah. So... This is, uh, I can tell you this, 100% true. Uh, your leadership will do more to set the culture than anything else. 100%. So the way you are and the way you show up and the way you act is unbelievably important to your culture. Yeah. So this is actually quite confronting. Mm. You know, if you're the kind of person who generally you're pretty calm, but, you know, you're prone to nutting out once a week when the stress gets too much and just sort of lashing out and, and having a go, you know, what sort of cultural standard is that going to set yeah it's a culture of blame uh you know people are going to duck for cover not really going to want to front up yeah uh or if you're a person who you know you're super nice and i know a lot of you listening are you know incredibly nice you want to do a great job for people you want to provide great customer service but you really find it difficult to call people on stuff mm. and you're not firm in fear and you don't stand up for yourself people are going to walk all over you. you're not going to have a high performance culture because there's no accountability that's there's it. no consequences and there's no one showing you how that's right. That's, there's no one modelling the behaviour 
that's uh, you know required from the values and the culture that you want. That's it. And I think the thing is, like, guys, if you're a smaller team, then it's all you, right? Like, you're you're leading the charge on this. If you're a larger team, then you might need to have a few people that are really the role models. And, I mean, it's best to have that anyway, but it's crucial with a larger team. You think about something like, again, look at the Patriots. Um, the thing is, is, it wasn't a Bill Belichick thing. Like, you know, it's their whole leadership team. And I think in a team like, uh, in something like NFL, um, you know, you're looking at a gridiron team, football team, It's there's a lot of players Right, uh, there's a lot of players in that team. We're not talking five, six people. You know, we're talking a lot of players, fifty odd players. So you have multiple captains. You know, you got guys that lead the offense, guys lead guys that lead the defense, guys that lead. You know, you know, within the offense, guys who's a leader in the offensive line. You got guys leading special teams. You got all kinds of leaders in the business. And basically, it's so that whenever we're challenged as far as what we're doing, how we're doing it, who's going to stick their hand up and just rally the troops, get us back in line refocus us on what our you know our vision is or our mission or our direction you know remind us sometimes we need reminding about hey mate you're outside of those guardrails and you're like ah damn it sorry get back in but you might need multiple leaders so if you're a bigger team that's a hugely important thing because leadership is crucial your leadership uh, as the owner of the business obviously is a big part of it Mm. the and as your business grows you're going to get key you know like your your leaders in, in in an nfl team or another sports team you have multiple leaders in your business those key leaders are your key leverage points. That's it. Uh, so it might be uh, your operations uh, manager, your four people. They are the people who most of your team are going to report through, and they're going to have the biggest impact. So you want to pour the cultural love, as it were, into those people to make sure they're a great culture fit, yeah. that you lead them in a way that's uh, you know is in line with the culture because they're going to have a massive impact. And that's mm. why you want to put you know almost a disproportionate amount of time into those key points because they're the people are really are kind of like the keepers of the culture. They'll filter it down to the rest of the team. And so that's it's really, really important that you put all of the time you can to instill that culture into your leaders so they can instill it into their direct reports. 100%. It's absolutely crucial. And, and I've heard this said before as well, and again, I don't know who said this, so I can't quote it, but uh, your job, you are the CEO in your business. If you've got one person, okay, you're the CEO of yourself. Often that's the hardest person to lead, by the way, but you know, <laughs> won't get into yeah. that. Uh, even if you've got two or three, you've got 10 or 50, 20, 100, 200 people in your team, you're the CEO. Actually... Your role could often be the CCO, which is the chief culture officer. Yeah. Or, or the CRO, which is the chief reminding officer, reminding people about the culture and how we do things around here. It's an unbelievably important role. Yeah. Uh, so don't skip on that. If you're too busy trying to do jobs and get all the all the work done, don't forget about the culture because it's it's massive. And the, the businesses who crush it really focus on this stuff. Yeah, it's huge. And I think like it's easy to get off track as far as what you think is making culture, right? This is this is important. Yeah. So I mean I think like, I know where this is going. Yeah. Well I think the key is like culture's not beers and barbecues. All right. I just want to make that real clear. You know, people say, Oh, but I'm 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 a great leader. I'm trying to create a great culture. You know, that we do a barbecue every month as a as a team and you know, I take the guys out for beers on a Friday night and I'm like, Yeah, that's great. That's not culture, that's that's fun. Um, and there is actually quite a difference there. It's possible to have a great culture where we're not necessarily always having fun. I mean, damn, when I talk about playing for Ponsonby, like, yeah, like I said, there was times when we had to come back 40 points in 10 minutes and we did it, and it wasn't fun. It was a bloody slog. Um, it was fun at the end when you won, and then when we win, sure, we had the beers and the barbecues. But um, doing the hard work, I mean, there was times we were running sprints until we throw up at training. That's not fun. No. Yeah, it was because we had a shared purpose, a shared direction, a shared set of values that we were going to do the mahi and get the treats. Uh, mahi means work for those that um, don't know, but in this case, that that was what we're about. So, 
I think the key is it's not all sunshine not, and rainbows. Yeah, culture doesn't mean, yeah, it's not sunshine and rainbows. It doesn't mean we're all having fun and we're all sitting around the campfire singing, you know, kumbaya. That's right. It's about, you know, and, and having a social experience is part of it, but it's more than that. It's actually people need to feel like they're winning. So mm. the culture is how do we make them productive? And it's things like, you know, things that build your culture are things like having great systems in your business, like a great job management system, technology, mm. uh, the right, you know, the, the right tablets and phones that people can, can use the technology. It's having quality assurance processes for getting the jobs done properly, and that's an expectation that you set. Uh, it's about having, uh, you know, that sort of stuff that makes people do a, a great HR job. Processes. HR processes. I know processes. what my next step in the process yep. is for me to get a pay rise or, or a new role. I know how to get there. I know how I'll be judged in terms of my performance, how I can improve, what training opportunities I'll have. Like, that's all culture, yep. right? Those will do way more for your culture than free beer and pizza. That's it, 100%. And, and now, don't, don't get me wrong, that's all good and it can yeah. help. But if you just do the free beer and pizza, that's not going to work. You put that on top of the other stuff. It's the like way the I look icing at it, on top of the cake. The way I look at it is I love having beer and pizza with our, with our team, but it's because we get on. That's why I want to have the beer and pizza. The beer and pizza doesn't make us get on. We have that together because we get on. The that's reason right. we get on is because we have the same values and we're in a shared yep. culture of excellence. That's right. That's why we get on. And then the beer and pizza are something we do together. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, that's that's the way I look. So at once it. you've set the culture and you, and you you're consciously building it, then it's about reinforcing it. And so everything that happens, you know, either reinforces it or detracts from it. And so you want to be really clear on the processes for reinforcing it. And they are things like performance reviews. You mm. do them regularly and give feedback based on the culture. Assess people on the values. Uh, totally. So we do this. A number of our members do this. You know, the f- the five core values. Assess people's uh, fit on those when you do their performance appraisals and give them some Honestly, feedback. Honestly, that's the meatiest part of the whole 100%. review. Because I can look at specific like things that you did, wins that you had, things that could have gone better in terms of actions or projects. But what I really want to know is, like, were you doing this as part of our culture? Were you upholding our values? Because sometimes you'll win, sometimes you'll lose. That's the nature of life. It's the nature of business, the nature of anything. But it's the way you win or lose. It's how you conducted yourself. It's what you were trying to achieve. It's are we in alignment? Um because I can accept a loss sometimes. That's fine. It happens. Always happens, yeah. But if you got the loss because you weren't upholding the values, that's a different story. Yeah. Because that means you're not, you're not playing the same game with us. Yeah. You know? So, you know, reviewing people on that, having 20-minute coaching calls, uh, sessions with your team is a killer way to build culture because you can talk to them you know, in, in pretty real time about where they're at and where they're sort of missing the mark and giving them feedback and building the culture of trust and communication. Employee awards, team meetings, all that stuff is a great way to reinforce uh, the culture. Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. And, and one thing I wanted to chuck in there, which I think is massive, and we touched on this earlier, is you should recruit for culture as well. Oh, That's like 100%. Fit. You know, like, uh, just make sure that the people you're bringing in, like, they're a square peg for a square hole. Yeah, or a round one for a round or one, or, or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, if you're clear on what your culture is, what it looks like, what your values are, it's easy to recruit for it because yeah. you know what you're looking for. That's right, hundred you know, percent. It's it's huge. I mean, I think about the traveling Wilburys, right? Anyone might oh, might remember that, yeah. the the Wilburys. Um, you know, they're an all star band. They had um, you know different musicians from all over the place it came together to make a bit of an all star band. And um, but the thing is that the criteria to be a Wilbury was not being a great musician. It was being an absolute great person yep. um, and being on the same creative wavelength. And so you could be one of the best musicians in the world, um, but you had to be a Wilbury yeah. to get Not in. a Wilbury. Yeah, if you're not a Wilbury, you're out. So, Or you're never in in the first yeah. place. And I think that's the key is it, it's, it's sometimes hard because when you're recruiting, you know, tradesmen can be as scarce as hen's teeth. 
uh, and you know you find a really good one who's very very skilled. But like if they're not a culture fit, then you're about to ruin everything if you take them on. It's tough, uh, yeah, they've got to be a culture. Hundred percent. And I think one thing to sort of bring this all together is, um, well, like we said, the secret sauce is culture. You know, it does eat strategy for breakfast, and building a great culture does. It just leads to great performance, uh, and right. it makes it a fun place to work. But the the real sort of kicker here is that culture is cadence. Yeah. And what that means is, you know, you've got to do things regularly and make them important. So if your values are important, talk about them regularly at set intervals and make it important. Mm. Uh, do your reviews, make them important, make them happen. Do your team meetings, they happen. Do your 20s, they happen. All this stuff has to happen. Yeah. And if you if what I mean by cadence is that it, it happens regularly. Yeah. Uh, and if it doesn't happen regularly, it shows the team that it's not important and you start damaging the culture. Totally. All right. Put another way is just do what you say you'll do. Yeah. <laughs> Follow through, man. Follow through. Yeah, yeah, that's it. All right, should we land this plane? Let's do it. So creating a high-performance culture is the secret weapon for the best uh, trade-based businesses. It builds massive productivity, team loyalty, and brings you financial rewards. So your job as the leader is to actively build your own high-performance culture. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading, and it's at profitabletradybook.com forward slash podcast. Two, join my free Facebook group at profitabletrady.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Trady in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at profitabletrady.com com forward slash podcast call or if you can't remember any of that just check out the session notes